You should be recording on the setup. Mm, I don't want to record on the setup. But he likes to pull stuff from I it. I don't. You know what? What Philip <laughs> likes and what I like. Oh, okay then. <laughs> Two different things. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. Let's get this party started. Let's do it. Hold on. I'm just looking at my notes and I don't have a tease. Oh, oh no. Slacker. <laughs> You are responsible for everything. This is a very powerful conversation that we are going to have because when you take responsibility for what happens in your content and when you take responsibility for what happens in your life, when you take responsibility for what happens in your business, you actually can achieve a whole lot more. But it's a very hard lesson to accept and live, not just accept, but to live on a daily basis. So Create Influence explores how you can make your own decisions about how to create content, create community, and create a business that feels right through authentic, gut-wrenching honesty and vulnerable conversations. Gut-wrenching, huh? Gut-wrenching. Gut-wrenching honesty. Gut-wrenching. I thought it sounded good. Oh my God, it hurts so bad from being so honest. Or was that the apples I ate earlier? And I'm David Foster. The skeptic. Uh huh. I thought it, I thought it was good copy right there. Yeah, that was good. Go- it was good copy, but <laughs> like gut aching honesty. I gut mean, wrenching. Gut wrenching honesty. I I don't know if it's like I don't know. I don't know if that fits. I thought it did. Gut wrenching honesty. Honesty <laughs> so honest it hurts. <laughs> there you go. That's our new tagline. Yep. Honesty so good. Wait, what did, how did Honesty you say? so honest it hurts. There you go. <laughs> what do you guys think? I like it. Let or, us know. Honesty so honest it wrenches your gut. <laughs> so welcome to Create Influence. Welcome. <laughs> um, here is the deal. Last year, I had to learn this lesson. Now, I'm always a responsible person, right? So I've always taken, I thought I took responsibility. But last year, I realized how much I didn't take responsibility for things and how I just kind of blamed my life or other things surrounding me for not accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish. And um, so I thought that this would be a great conversation to have so that we could all be a little bit more honest with ourselves. Because I think it's something that we all struggle with, but we don't necessarily realize that we are struggling with it, right? And so even if you realize, yeah, of course I'm responsible for what happens to my life, and of course I'm responsible for what happens in my business, like that's a concept that we are all like, uh, duh, of course. Mm -hmm. But the question is today, are you actually living it, right? Are you actually, listen to your language. Are you blaming surrounding circumstances for it? Are you blaming YouTube for not getting the views you want? Are you getting, are you blaming other people for holding you down, um, getting in your way, you know, things like that. So that's the conversation I thought we should have today. And um, I, I would say, so just since this is gut-wrenching honesty, <laughs> Let me be a little gut wrenching honest. No, that doesn't work. Gut yeah, wrenching honest. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't work. That didn't work at all. But let me <laughs> let me wrench my gut with some honesty. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, you know, part of my history is, uh, and people are f- f- familiar with this, but like I um, 
I feel like because I was in controlling relationships my entire life, right, from the time I was a kid until 34 when I met you, and you pulled me out of it, um, <laughs> I feel like at that... See, no, 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 no. That well, make, no, 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 no. Well, I didn't mean it okay, like that. I know, but okay. by saying I, I pulled you out of it, no, you means literally that asked. I pulled you out of it, which means I took control of you no. <laughs> and pulled you out. That I is not that what happened. No, what you did was you asked me a simple question over and over. And that was? What do you think? I don't remember asking you that. Yeah, you did. You what asked you me what I thought about oh, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what do you think about this situation? What do you want? Yeah. Nobody had ever asked me that. I remember the, the very <laughs> first stupid is that the very first time that I remember actually was was with Facebook because you had a Facebook profile um, and it was something about like you were pushing people to Callie Lewis or something like that. And, yeah. I, and it was something about using your real name on Facebook or something. And oh, yeah, that's right. And I so I created that. the profile or whatever. Yeah. And said, just get it out there. If that's what you want to be, then put that out there. And then put something on your profile that says, yeah. I'm Callie Lewis somewhere else. That scared else. the or, hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first time I remember doing anything. Mm. No, there were there were many conversations where you asked me, just like, what do you want? What do you... Anyway, so that was the start of what I mean by I got you a knife. Out. You got me a knife, yes. It was so stupid simple. Like, you got me a knife. And I was like, wow. Like... You actually see me for like who I am, like right. Nobody else, has, would, nobody else no would let sense. her have a knife. Nobody would let me touch a knife because I'm a girl. I don't know, um, not because I hurt myself or anything. And I got you no a tool reason. set too. You got me a pink tool set. Yes, it was pink. The pink part was a joke. <laughs> the pink part was better, but a joke. you having your own tools. Was <laughs> so I not. hate pink gadgets. <laughs> right, I know, and that's exactly why I did it. So, the um. The point being, like, when I... I had to, I had oh. to be thoughtful, but I couldn't be too thoughtful to to, lead, to make you think it right. was deeper than it was. Right. No, right? you were just... David is a pusher, right? You push people to not be their drugs. best. Not drugs. <laughs> I am not a drug. I am not the pusher man. Do not send me emails or call me and ask me if I can provide drugs. You that is not what she's... I am not that kind of pusher. No. Um, no, but you push people. That is your personality. You push people to be their, like, their best self. Right. And mm -hmm. so you do that with everybody, you know. Um, anyway, so when I when I overcame that and I got out of being in those types of relationships without even realizing that I was when I started living my own life, when we started doing our own thing and after Callie was gone, um, I realized it took me a, a couple years to realize I was doing this but I realized that I blamed everybody else in my past for me not having what I wanted right and mm -hmm. so the, no longer were they in my life yet I was still blaming them for the things that I didn't have or the things that I wanted that I wasn't able to accomplish. And so last year I took a good hard look at this and it was not pretty. And I was like, okay, like I've got to, I've got to stop blaming other people for not accomplishing what I want. I got to take control. And, um, I even blamed you, right? Like I, I was, I was almost living in that world of not having any say in my own life, even though you had zero of that going on, right? Like you were not in any way controlling or manipulative or anything. But yet I was like, if you didn't want to go on a hike, 
for goodness sakes, I wouldn't go on a hike because I thought that was wrong somehow. And so I had to learn how to take control and take responsibility for what I wanted. And so that was, it's it's so stupid how simple that is, but how hard it was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's ridiculous to me. And I still struggle with it. And so it's a daily occurrence for me to say, all right, checking in with myself. Am I, you know, taking responsibility? And so this is not just a life thing, but it's a content thing. It's a business thing. Are you actually taking the responsibility or are we some way, somehow blaming outside forces for our failures? In reality, it is. It's it's our failures if we're not doing well, what we want. Yeah. And I think like in a content point of view, though, that's not always the case because you have people who, you know, let's say uh, you commit to a platform to create content and you build up an audience on that platform mm-hmm. and then that platform changes things that makes it harder for you to to. Can, to connect with I'm your audience. I'm not saying that, no, no, that no, they, I, they don't put things in your way, but life throws crap in your way all I the time. I understand that, but like it's not but that is not your fault. That is not you because you didn't take control of anything. You know, because you did take control to build a community. You did take control to create the content yes. and you committed. But are you continuing to do it or are you going to let the fact that this platform got in your way and are you going to continue to just sit back and be like, well, I guess I'm screwed. I'm screwed. That's what we say all the time as content creators. They're screwing us. Well, that may be the case, but what are you going to do about it? That's why I like Marie Forleo's approach. Because uh, through through everything she's done uh, with content and creating a community, she still posts everything and, and gets hundreds of comments on her blog. Yeah. Like she keeps it on her own platform. She, she doesn't she does do social and stuff, but that's not where you get the most yeah. interaction. It's right on her website. And that's the smart way. You know, I wish I wish we would have pushed with the forms that we created a little bit harder uh when people were complaining about using them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I, I just really feel like when you when you put yourself out there, you're you're lending yourself to be controlled by an algorithm that you have no control over. And so, with this conversation of of taking control and and taking ownership of your mm-hmm. mistakes, by putting yourself out there is almost go- guaranteed to be a mistake over time because those platforms change. You know, so it's like maybe keeping things closer to your vest. Um, is is a gives smarter you more approach long-term control for right. sure it's a harder to grow but it gives you more long-term control right i mean if you look at if you look at how you did with geekbeat and everything mm-hmm. and geekbrief for the longest time with the irl chat or i mean the irc chat and uh, streaming on your own website you'd have you yeah, know a thousand sure. people there yeah watching and so that to me but is it was just, also a different time it, it it was a different time, but I mean, if you look at Leo Laporte and people like that, they're not doing anything off platform. All of their people are chatting right on their website. That's where they get the most of their views. Sure, right. there are people that download it after the fact or whatever, but when they're live, those people are going to their website because that's what they've trained their audience to do. And I think it is again just training people. People, you, you can't because by by allowing people to be lazy, you're you're encouraging them not to take ownership over going and finding the content that mm-hmm. they want, right? You're setting them up to be lazy. Yeah. So by building your site and and forcing people there or, 
you know, something like that, which it's hard to do because it's very hard to do. But I think that's that's for sure. You know, to force people. Steve on Facebook, since we're recording this live, says bringing the transparency. Wow. Love your genuineness. Thank you both. And um, Mr. P says this is deep. It is. This (laughs) This is is, deep. This is deep. Uh, Katrine says seems it's the way to go, sadly, because it's been so much fun in social media. I think she's being a little sarcastic. (laughs) But it's, you know, it. The the question I have for you and those of you watching us record this podcast live, I would love for you to chime in on this, which is what are you doing in where are you where can you be a little bit more responsible and take a little bit more ownership of what happens in your business or in your content or even in your life? As I was saying, I had to learn how to take responsibility of my freaking life for goodness sakes right and mm-hmm. so but that bleeds that conversation i want you guys to have that conversation with us but ask yourself where am i not taking full ownership because when you when you accept that you actually have ownership and you have responsibility over everything you do the power that comes from that is incredible Mm -hmm. it's we want to hide away oftentimes from that full responsibility Um, but when we do take it and we run with it think about I mean every successful person out there you can think of their stories yeah there were obstacles in the way platforms or people or whatever you can get past that just by sheer force by 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 being responsible for what you want to happen and making it happen. I fully believe that. You don't. Well, no, I I do. I I do, but I think that, you know, social media has made that a real challenge. Because if you look at, you know, for instance, if we let's say just one one example, if we left Facebook, mm-hmm. we'd be screwed. We we could not fit, we could literally not leave Facebook right now or we would go out of business. Well, because but Facebook ads then, is the only thing that's bringing in sales. Well, well, the the relationship with our with our audiences, but you know the I don't. No, think it's it's the relationship for, from our audience through ads, um, them seeing the, us over the, and over again. It's the so powerful we, part of we that. We could yeah. not leave Facebook. We literally could not leave Facebook. We are too dependent on that platform. So if anything changes, so then so th- I'm not saying like then okay. So if you can't get away from a platform, which I'm not saying that we should get rid of platforms, right? Like you use platforms, but you also take control over any aspect that you need to. So perhaps then, you know, we look at ways like, okay, while we're dependent on Facebook, what can we do outside of that to grow the control that we do have, right? So is is it is it something that you can turn around in a day? No, of course not. But you make it happen regardless of what your of what the platforms are going to do to you. I I think that you can. I think that you get screwed. Well, no, you can't. You can't you, because look at you have look to. at for instance. I and I know that she's kind of a a little bit different because she also has a big YouTube presence. But look at Rachel Farnsworth. You know, if Facebook were to completely go away, she'd be screwed. You know, you have people that have gone in all in all on platforms, and it's not. This has nothing to do with them not no. being honest. This has nothing to do with them not taking ownership of their content. It is the it is the fact that, um, you know, they committed. They are so committed to a platform yeah. 
and, and that's not you know like uh, like that's not a bad thing there is an there is an audience there that would there. follow mm-hmm. you do grow from there but then if something happens then it's like you have to pick another platform that could do the same thing so you're constantly picking a platform picking a platform mm-hmm. picking a platform that you're hoping isn't going to screw you you right. know, I mean, that's that's the whole reason. Like, that's the whole reason I'm working on this other site, because right. I see that happening over and over and over. And you just see so people. What are you doing? You're taking control. Right. But, right. Right. But I'm <laughs> all I'm saying is you, you can't say the people that are doing that are not taking control. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying right. the, the overarching you. People cannot say that somebody's not taking control of things when they go all in on a platform because they no, are. No, no, no. Not they my point are taking at all. Control. Not my point at all, for sure. I'm, I'm not saying that just because I'm saying that when, you know, when things happen, we, c- we like to complain and we like to, you know, say, oh, well, these people are screwing me or or whatever. But then are you going to sit on your ass and just let it happen or are you going to do something about it? There are multiple options, whatever happens, for you to, over time, you know, adjust and, and maneuver and um, do whatever you can to bring back a little bit more of that control. That's that's my only point. Right, but it's like starting all over. Like, I well, don't know. Sometimes, every successful person out there has started over. No, I know. In some form or fashion. I know. Right? I know. It happens. You you have to be a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggressive. Oh, aggressive. A, G, no, there's, there's a cheer, isn't there? B, B aggressive. aggressive. B, 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 aggressive. aggressive. B, E, aggressive. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not a cheerleader. No. Um. <laughs> you're not. No, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't want to know the word I was looking for, but... Um, so Michael says on taking responsibility for your Michael success from? from Facebook says, I found my goals from 2016 and realized I had dropped the ball. Thanks for putting it in perspective and making me realize my goals are actionable. That and then, is freaking so, awesome. So you guys that are listening to the podcast, just so you know, we record these live on Mondays. Uh, so if you would like to be part of you know joining the conversation and coming in on the podcast, just follow us at Live Streaming Pros anywhere on social. And on Facebook says... Then decide what you are going to do about it, right? Make smart decisions about your business and where it needs to go and take steps to gradually get you there. No shift in something that you're going to do to take more responsibility is going to happen overnight by any problem. And, And Paul on YouTube says, the problem is everyone is on these platforms. It takes a lot of work to get them to a website that you control. It Mm -hmm. It does. But you think about back to your example of Marie Forleo. You know, when and my, back in the day when I had everybody on our on our website, right? It was you go to the website, you don't go to UStream or you mm-hmm. don't go to uh, you know, wherever. Um, it was all our website, and we got out of that because social kind of blew up from that perspective. Um, well, but, I think that's it. A lot of people ditched what they were doing because they thought because everybody was moving to social that they had to as mm-hmm, well. Yeah, and I think that you know the people who. Like, like seriously, when you look at Marie Forleo's blog post, there are hundreds of comments. So, so people know if they want to co- connect with her in a way like that on her content, they have to go and there. And she reacts, she responds there, not social. So, right. to if you every do every comment, and no, not everyone. Well, but, not everyone, but lots. So, if you, most. 
if you do any kind of digging on her, you know, not even digging, just looking at where she's active, you would very easily see that she's not active on social. She is active on her own websites. Right. And but that's years and years and years in in the making. And well, is actually, it, it it is, but it's like years and years and years of not moving like everybody else. So right. it's not really years and years and years in the making for her because she didn't have to force anybody to a new habit because she already she just kept going with what she was doing. Right. So you know we all created the new habits yeah. for everybody because we all jumped and went away from like, comments cool. and yeah. stuff like that, like blog comments and all that other stuff. You know, and even uh, like social media examiner talking about like should they even have comments or whatever. Right. Um, and, and stuff like that. And, and I think that, you know, I, I kind of regret it in a way because it has. It's made it so that we've made our audiences kind of lazy. And, it, and, and so now if you don't start something on Facebook, you don't do a Facebook group or something like that, people don't want to go out, outside of it because they get their notifications right there. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they just want to be comfortable. And the thing is, sometimes it's not a bad thing to make people have to go out of their way and to connect, and with, to you. connect with you. And, but and that, it is hard. Yeah, it is very hard. And and Anne is pointing out that the on Facebook that the more engaged your audience, the more they follow you anywhere. So a truly mm-hmm. loyal, engaged audience is always the key, right? No one platform can ruin that for you. Um, I would say yes, for for sure. That's your key to success of of making. You know, because like what we're doing here, right? If if all of these blog these comments were on our website as opposed to through Facebook and all of these different platforms, we could continue that conversation even if no one saw us on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. And you would know, listening to this podcast, you would know that we are active because we're pulling in an active community into the conversation. And so it would cause you, some of you, to seek us out. But so the engaged aspect is absolutely key, um, but I will say that there's a point that, that even that fails, right? It was like when I went from Callie Lewis to Loria Petrucci, completely changing everything. <laughs> like there were a ton of people who didn't have a clue where to find me. Um, and so that that does break down at some point, but it is the key. There's nothing else that will fix that problem. Like there was nothing that I could have done you know, because I had an active community. And so a lot of people came over, but you know, not everyone is going to do that. That right. has, that is a reality of shifting your audience from right. a platform. So not everyone is going to, and uh, even years later, people can come on a live stream. They're like, wait, you look familiar. Are you, are you Callie? <laughs> right. So they're still just discovering me. And, and so that happens. That's a reality that you have to face if you are going to do any shifting. Mm-hmm. Seth Godin says, Steve says, Seth Godin says. Steve from. Facebook. <laughs> people change. We're from. trying to get in the habit of saying what platform people are commenting on. Yes, I'm really trying hard, as you can tell. <laughs> uh, Seth Godin says people change from tension, which is what David is saying. Exactly. Paul says you should do a future podcast live on a site only just once as a test. Well, you can't do those things as just a test, right? Um, so it's yeah, no, you have to. It's something you have to do over and over yeah. and over and over again you have to, to train, train your people. audience. Yeah. I, people laugh when I say you have to train your audience, but it's absolutely true, and I don't mean anything negative by it. It's just that you could say encourage your audience. 
Set a train. Encourages, but but train really touches on what's happening emotionally and like psychologically. Yeah. Ooh, right? maybe we should you start a people training. You are actually training your audience. Where we have people come in and we. You train guys them, know like... that you're trained, right? <laughs> to engage, right? You you are trained when you come in our live streams. You ought, we were talking about this the other day on our live stream. You're automatically com- having a conversation with us, even though. You don't know that you're being trained, right? Right. <laughs> but it's all in the habits that we're creating. It's mm-hmm. all about habit making. Steve on Facebook. I did, did it. it. Using your hindsight and how you would do things differently and being more independent and driving people to your website and build your list. Could you put together a how-to class on the nuances and steps we could take to drive our audience to our list and our website and ABCs, if you will? Um, poss- well, we don't, I mean, we don't even do it. We don't so. do it. So it's like we would have we're, to we're do it in order right to. Now. We, we, we so, are hypocrites. So I, Paul Dixon and I worked on this forum that we created, uh, I think it was two years ago now, a year now. <laughs> They're barking in the chat And we gave up too early because people complained, so she didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I personally would have kept going with it and made people go get the content there because with the oh, things so that now we're doing now, fault. well, it is, but oh, the wait, things, the things that we're doing, no. the things <laughs> that we're doing now, um, would be so much better on a forum on uh, if we would have kept going with that and and there were a lot of great things about that now we had some issues we could have fixed but i i would have rather kept going in that direction because you know it it really made a it a, a way to house the things that we were the, the conversations that we wanted to be ongoing um and i know a lot of people are like yeah forums ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you look at you know there are people out there that have those that are very successful. I mean, right. Ma- Michael Hyatt did for a while. He ended up closing his, but they were successful when he did. They were working really well. So. No, his new thing is on on a private forum. Well, I know, but it's yeah. di- it's different than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's but, different. But I feel like I just really feel like it's gonna. There's gonna come a time. I mean, we're all getting pissed off at these social networks. Right. Everybody's getting ticked off about the way things are going, and that's why. I really feel like we should start looking at focusing on our own things again. No, I don't want to do it because it's so hard. It's not that hard though. We're talking about right. It's it's, It's it's so hard. I don't want to do it. Oh God, eating (laughs) eating good is so hard. I don't I don't want to go and cook a meal all the time. (laughs) I don't want to have to get up and walk and exercise. I don't want to push two buttons. Oh man, why did they have to make it so I got to click two buttons to post now? That's, but that's that's the responsibility that we're talking about, right? If you want something, you got to make it happen, and mm-hmm. you got to push through the hard to make that happen. You do, and that's why. And so, so I have a feeling that after this happens, we're getting rid of Facebook groups. Yep. We're gonna build a forum again. <laughs> Everybody who's an all access member in our student group, uh, beware. <laughs> no, she won't let me do that. No, but but it is an interesting like as as we kind of build and look into that for us we will take our all access members into that conversation into that process because that's what we do for mm-hmm. our students and behind the scenes uh group but um but i'm i'm actually working on a website yes uh, called creator club um for creators by creators and it is a way for us to kind of take back control of our content um and because that's like, you know, I, that's the thing that really ticks me off about all of this is the fact that with these platforms, we are the ones that put the content on there that they can even run ads against. Yeah. Right. They use us in their ads. 
and they're making billions of dollars. Mark Zuckerberg is the youngest billionaire to exist. Billionaire. And who populated his site? We did. You know what I read? Um, somebody shared an article that was talking about how like these tech billionaires like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs did this and other people, they don't allow their children tech time like like there are very few amounts of times in their daily lives where they are on tech or on computers or online or on facebook like mark zuckerberg doesn't allow his kids to be on facebook right? well he doesn't like allow that. people up till 13 to be on there anyway no i mean his like but they would be that age his kids not 13 oh okay well Facebook kids? Is there a Facebook kids or something? Kids. There's messenger kids. Messenger kids. That's what it said. He probably communicates with his kid through that. His kid's not even old enough to do anything yet, though. You I don't know? know how old his kid is. I don't stalk Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but no, I think that uh, you'll see over time he'll let him because I don't think he sees. No, the... but it was just interesting. Like that. I don't know where I was going with that. I do. <laughs> Jose, don't worry. Jose on YouTube is like, no, I just joined All Access. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not going anywhere. Don't worry. No, 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 the the group definitely not going anywhere. But you know, we were just saying that we were making a joke because we did that last year. Yeah, it, it wasn't last year. It was, <laughs> it was two, two years, years ago. ago yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And says no whining. <laughs> and and it's you know it's. It, it is interesting just to look at everything in life, your business, your content, your structure. Um, what is it and where can you take more control? And, and you know, whoever brought up the goals, I'm, I'm blanking on who said the goals thing. Um, if you had goals at the beginning of this year, where are you on those goals, right? Like, where are you in the progress of, of achieving those? Come back to those right now. Like, take a moment. He just, he, as we were having this conversation, he just took a look at his goals. Go back to your goals and take a look at that and say, all right, why am I not achieving these goals? I love this. Um, th- this is one of the things that actually real, made me realize was Michael Hyatt. He has this story. When he was uh, uh, heading up, I don't know if he was the CEO or if, uh, what p- position he was, but he was definitely like top dog. He was the CEO. No, no, no. It, oh. When this story happened. Oh. Um, but he, maybe he was the CEO or of this particular division or he was head of this division or something. And so of the book publishing company that he was at. And he was talking about how they did not meet their goals um, for the quarter. And so they had a consultant that worked with them. And so the consultant came in and she was like, so Michael, why do you think you didn't hit the goals? And he tells this story where he was like, well, the team didn't do this and the the team didn't do this. And so, and so this happened. And then the, the outside forces, like we're in the middle of, I think this was in the middle of like the ebook industry, right? This is like blooming. He was like the ebook industry is just taking control. And so books aren't being bought, you know, things like that. So all of these excuses just kept coming out of his mouth just over and over and over. And then she was like, okay, so I hear you on all of that. All of that makes sense. But Michael, where did you fail as a leader? Like, what could you have... She didn't say those words. She said, what could you have done differently as a leader to achieve the goal instead of allowing all of this stuff to impact the lack of achieving the goal or the the failure of the goal, right? So, like, 
she put it back on him and he was like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, and so when I when I heard him tell this story, it has stuck with me since. And it just kept feeding into my brain, right? Like over and over and over. I kept thinking about it. And finally, I was like, it clicked for me. It was like everything in our lives is up to us. It doesn't matter what those things are. So if you aren't achieving your goals for this year, what did you do or what can you do differently to adjust and make those goals happen as opposed to blaming those outside forces? Mm-hmm. So that is uh, the conversation that I wanted to have. Do you have anything else to add? Not to that, no. Okay. I just, um, yeah. It it's it is you know hard to do because of everything that's going on in this world, you know you've got everybody's overwhelmed with them. It's like information overload, and so just you know dealing with everything plus trying to create content. I and all think that we need more. I think we need more time to ourselves to like. We definitely need time where we are not being bombarded by other people's like stuff all the time right to set aside for yourself to think through the reasons why or the things that you can do differently and and get out in nature or go for a walk or go to the treadmill or whatever it is for you but like I think it is a must that we build that time in for ourselves uh, in order to allow our brains to start working properly Mm -hmm. without the bombardment of all of this other stuff this is why I say that, you know, when I tell you, like, I, I need, I, I want trail time to myself, right? <laughs> like, that's what happens for me is like, I'm just, I'm absorbing or releasing all of the bombardment. And I'm thinking about what I can do to achieve what I'm trying to achieve, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's massively important in this day and age with all of the craziness. Yes, I agree. It is. Take time for yourself. And, uh, yeah. Funny thing is, like, I like going down in the, the, this whole week, going down in the studio and doing all this stuff that I've been doing on there has been therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. I've missed a lot of YouTube videos, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have your YouTube Haven't got time. my hours in. <laughs> right? <laughs> my phone's like, uh, you're missing a bunch of videos. <laughs> Craig on Facebook, it says, it's good to see you having this conversation. You're struggling with these issues as well. That's what this podcast is all about. Gut-riching honesty. Honesty that hurts. What was it? Honesty so honest it hurts. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, we we don't want to ever hide from you guys or, or hide the struggle. Um, I had a great conversation today with uh, with Mike Michalowicz uh, about that authentic kind of living living authentically and doing your business authentically and what that means and and how you look successful without you know well there's a whole conversation but you can listen to that podcast when it comes out but you know it's like these, well, I didn't these hear are it, the so things elaborate on it. these are the things what that you we by- want to to talk about in this in this podcast i just mean like we talked about like you need to 
like people think that they need to look successful in order to be successful because mm-hmm. if you have a client who who's like if i if i'm just out there saying like oh i can't make rent this week and you know this is happening and this is horrible and like you're not going to get clients cuz <laughs> clients are attracted to success so how do you balance authenticity with with the i the um outward appearance of success right so <laughs> things like that all right. Shall we that wrap it? this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Awesome. Well, thank you for having this conversation with us. Uh, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that you do take some time to think through your own life, your own business, your own content, and see what you can do differently. And I would love for you to share that with us. We're having these authentic, gut-wrenching conversations with you. I'm just going to keep tapping into that. Yeah, um, it's only gut-wrenching because you're here with us. <laughs> it's just like, gut-wrenching I can't stand this podcast. That, we, that we can't keep saying that. Come on. No, it's not gut-wrenching. That makes it sound like it's not fun. It's not good. <laughs> so, but do have these conversations with us. It's an important part of the community that we're building. And so be sure to um, not only listen and subscribe at lsp.tools slash podcast, uh, where we are available almost anywhere you can think of. Send us a message on there, too, but yeah, if you want us, us to maybe include it in a podcast. Send that us a message. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, if you are listening, we do record these live, so we live stream it. So go follow us on socials. Look up Live Streaming Pros on any of the socials, and you'll find us other than Twitter, uh, Snapchat, Instagram. We're not on any of those. Well, you and I personally are on Instagram. We yeah. just decided not to do it. Yeah. So official brand one. Then go follow oh Live Streaming Pros on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> on Mixer, it's Impartial Geek. On Twitter, it's or Twitch, it's Impartial Geek. <laughs> on Twitter, it's Luria Petrucci and Impartial Geek. On it's Instagram, on, it's, it's Luria Petrucci. It's on our Create and, Podcast page. Oh, is Come it? on, isn't it? No, because you can only have <laughs> so many. Yeah. Like, uh, you're one too property. Many like, you can't put <laughs> too many places. multiple. So <laughs> just find us. <laughs> Chances are, if you look up Luria we, Petrucci, we will make a page. Here we go. Here it's easy. Luria Petrucci, Impartial Geek, or Live Streaming Pros. You'll find us. Those three things, you'll find us. So we will okay, we talk really to you. Ha- we really have to wrap this next up next time. All I, right. Yeah, we don't have to wrap it up better. We wrap it up authentically. <laughs> if we can't be authentic when we wrap it up to you, then I'm not wrapping anything up. Oh, we love you guys. Thank you, and we'll chat with you next time. <laughs>